Did you know that you have trillions of microbes living in your gut? We also have more microbial DNA in our body than we have our own DNA. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Allison Ralston. I'm a physician assistant and brain health coach. And today we're going to discuss the microbes that live within our our GI system and how they affect us emotionally and physically. Thank you for joining me. There is some really exciting studies that are going on right now, and of course, books that are being written about the brain-gut connection. It seems that there is truly a connection between uh, our thinking and our physical health. You might even say that there's a connection between our emotional health and our physical health. There was an article written in the New Atlas, uh, a study that was done that has, has linked Uh, a decrease in immune globulin IgA in the gut to obesity. It seems that a high-fat diet suppresses IgA, which is actually an immune molecule that is in the gut. Um, We now know that 70% of our immune system is housed in the gut. Your gut is the first line of defense for many illnesses, and it seems that a high-fat diet suppresses IgA, which causes inflammation on the lining of the gut. When the gut is inflamed, then it allows things into our system that increases inflammation. We know that at the root of illness is inflammation. We know now that many of our neuromuscular diseases and much of uh, like obesity, diabetes, uh, probably starts in the gut. We also know that the gut is also sensitive to our emotional Uh, emotional signals. Um, It seems that it's listening to us, whether we feel happy, whether we're anxious, whether we're angry, uh, whether we're fearful. You've felt that before, that when you get upset or get anxious, many times you'll feel it in your gut. You'll have some nausea or you'll feel that just like you've been hit in your gut. Well, it really goes back to what I have been talking about uh, through Healthy Mind, Healthy Body. If you remember the scripture, Proverbs 17:22, it says, A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. We know that the bones is where the immune system is made, and that much of that immune system is housed, well, throughout the body, but 70% in your gut. So when we allow unhealthy emotions, when we allow stress to go on, Studies are now showing that it actually suppresses our gut microbes. Our gut microbes are very important. They help us process food. They also are able to detect harmful uh, bacteria and other toxins, and they're able to take care of that. So when our gut is healthy, we have our immune system is able to fight better. Uh, we will be healthier. So we, we look at this gut microbiome, and I found it very interesting you know, that this microbiome is found in the soil. It's found in the soil. So if you go back to uh, the Bible, um, you'll find that in the very first chapter of Genesis, we find this. It said that the Spirit of God was hovering over the water, and God said, let there be light. 
So we know from the Bible that God is spirit. And throughout the Bible, when we see water, we talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about Christ being the living water. Uh, We also talk about Christ being the light of the world. So right there at the beginning of time, we see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We see the Spirit of the, the Spirit of the Lord was there. We see that the that He was hovering over the water, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit. We also know now that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is also the Spirit of Jesus. And then He said, "Let there be light." So right there at the beginning, we have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We go down to verse twenty six and twenty seven of Genesis chapter one, and we see this being said. It said, "Let us." the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our own image. So right there, God made man in his own image. So before he made man, of course, he made the earth, he made the sun, he made the stars, he made the animals, and the glory of the Lord was reigning throughout that place. And then he he comes to make man. So we go to chapter 2. Before he made man, it says that the mist from the the land came up and wet the ground or watered the ground. And then it said, God formed man from the dust of the ground. And then he breathed into his nostrils the breath or the spirit of life. And man became a living being. That word breath is pneuma or spirit. And it also represents the Holy Spirit. So right there, when his glory had filled the world, that he had made all these things, and his glory was so prevalent that he made man out of that glory, out of the dust of the ground, and he blew his breath into that. So I've often wondered why men were living so long during that time. Men lived hundreds of years some 800 years, 900 years. Why was that? I believe that it's because the glory of the Lord was there, and that's why they lived in divine health. But the more that sin came in, the more that uh, we, be, you know, we began to be led by our sinful nature instead of by the presence of the Lord or led by the Spirit, then death became more, and then man's years became to decline over and over, the more that sin came into the world. Why am I going down this path? Because medical science is beginning to confirm what the Bible has told us. We were made from the dust. Our very body is very similar to the soil. It's very similar to the soil, but we're not one with the earth. That those of us who have been asked Christ into our life, we are born of the Spirit. And it is a Spirit that gives life. See, when we sinned in the garden, that is what happened. We, we, were, we, were not, we were separated from the Spirit. But we have access through Christ, through Jesus, back to the Spirit that we are not of this earth, even though we were made from the earth. But when we connect to the Spirit of God through Jesus Christ, we become a new creation. We become able to 
tap into the spirit. And I believe that just like the early man, when the presence of God was so there, when Adam and Eve were there before the fall, they walked in divine health. And I believe the same is true for us, that if we will sow into the spirit, if we will tap into the spirit, the true spirit, not the spirit of the earth, because we know who, who, who is the ruler of the earth. It is, it is the devil. It is, not, it is not God. It is the ruler here is the enemy. And it is through the spirit, connecting with the spirit of the most high God, the spirit of Jesus, that we can tap into divine health. But we have to retrain our mind. We have to begin to think on things that are good. We, it is a spirit that gives us life and life more abundantly. And if we attend to our spirit through Jesus Christ, through the word, through prayer, through worship, through connecting with him, I believe that the body will follow. And it's so interesting that medical science is showing this. They're showing that, uh, that you know, stress, uh, our diet, all these things um, bring us into um, health. But the stress is probably the number one. What I find even more interesting is that when we look at Deuteronomy 28, there's some interesting things here. Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessing and the cursing. He said that if you will listen diligently to my voice, or listen diligently to the voice of the Lord, and being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overlook you if you will heed the voice of the Lord your God. So listening to the voice of the Lord brings blessing. But when you read the cursing, one of the things that, that caught my eye, and it's in verse 22, it says that by not listening to the Lord, there would be diseases like consumption with fever, inflammation, fiery heat, and drought, and blasting and mildew. But I looked at that word inflammation. You know, we just read, we just, I just told you that a high-fat diet suppresses IgA in your gut and causes inflammation. So could it be that we have gotten away from spiritual principles that bring life. And I think that may be what it is. And I think that when we follow spiritual principles, even those who are non-Christians seem to prosper, seem to do better, because there are spiritual things that God has outlined for us that bring health. So walking in peace and joy and eating a plant-based diet, which is scriptural as well. If you go back to the very beginning of Genesis, God said he gave man all uh, seed-bearing plants, and fruit-bearing trees. Even the animals um, ate grasses. Uh, we weren't eating each other at that time. You know, so that is what God has given us. And I'm not saying that you can't eat meat. We know that, you know, that we can eat those things, but maybe we've gotten too far over that. And all the, all the sugar and all the processed stuff that we do, all this is causing inflammation. And if you look at um, this uh, even the Eastern uh, practices, 
And many of the cultures that are prospering, one of the things that they do is meditation. They eat a plant-based diet. Uh, they like to exercise. They reduce the stress. And those are things that we're told in the Bible. So we who are Christians, why have we gotten away from these practices? Another practice that has found to be uh, bring divine health is fasting. And that's a spiritual principle. And many of us think that was Old Testament or we're not supposed to do that. But that's not what the Bible says. In one place, Jesus said that when you fast, wash your face so that people don't know that you're fasting. But there was a study done that looked at mice who were fasting uh, and those who were well-fed. They found that when we fast or when these mice fasted, that their immune cells, their T cells and their B cells moved out of our tissues, out of our bloodstream and went into the bone marrow. And in the bone marrow, they became recharged uh, or became supercharged. And they don't really know what was going on in the bone marrow that caused it. But what they found was that when they gave these mice illnesses or gave them a virus, that the mice who had been fasting got well in two days and the mice who had been well-fed were sick for two weeks. So that is what I'm trying to bring across here, is that what we're thinking, what we're meditating on, is so important. If we, our mind is so important to, to health, and I believe that's where it starts but also a happy heart and dealing with our emotions is also very important. If we have a happy heart, if we're joyful, if we're at peace, it's going to bring health to the body. And I believe that that, that place for a heart to be happy is in a place of worship, in a place of prayer. It says that as a man thinks, so he is in his heart. And it says out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can tell a lot about a person, what comes out of their mouth. If they're complaining, if they're negative, if they're speaking judgment, if they're speaking anger, if they're speaking complaining, uh, or if they're speaking a lot about fear, you can see what's coming up out of the heart. But those who are, if those are speaking from a place of peace and a place of joy, they're going to speak those things. They're going to speak peace. They're going to speak encouragement. They're going to speak things that are in love. That they're going to speak encouraging words to others. And it goes right back to what the Bible tells us. He tells us to think on things that are good and wholesome. To think on things that are above and good. So the more that we can begin to think on those things, that the thinking is what gets down into our, our spirit. So I'll leave you today with that thought, that it is the spirit who gives life. It is the spirit that we receive when we ask Christ uh, into our heart. When we ask Christ into our heart, we are no longer of this world. We are of the Spirit. We see that at creation, we were formed from the dust. And at that point, there was still the manifest glory of the Lord in His creation. Because He is. Sin separated us from the glory. 
but it was so present in the time of creation that people lived for years. But as sin began to come in and began to take over, man began to live shorter lives. And I think it has to do, too, with stress. You know, when we're, stress is rooted in fear. And like I've told you before, I believe fear is at the root of illness. You know, fear drives us to choose food, to suppress our emotions, and to choose things that are not healthy for us. We know that sugar is addicting. Uh, we are a society that lives on carbs and sugar. And a lot of that does give you a sense of uh, uh, peace. It actually does calm you down for a little while because it has a drug-like effect on the body. But these things are just suppressing our gut bacteria, causing an imbalance there, and it's causing inflammation and causing us to be sick. But I believe that we can go to the secret place, those of us who have been born again, and we tap into the Spirit. I believe in that feeding our spirit and letting our spirit grow, that we can walk in divine health, that we can walk in divine uh, health, and we can live a long and prosperous life. Proverbs 3 has some keys to living a long life. If we look at that um, Proverbs 3, we see in verse 2, uh, let me just read it to you. It says, My son, forget not my law or teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life worth living and tranquility, inward and outward, and continuing through old age till death, these they shall add to you. Let not mercy and kindness, shutting out all hatred and selfishness and truth, shutting out all deliberate hypocrisy or falsehood, forsake you. Bind them about your neck and write them upon the tablet of your heart. And so you shall find favor, good standing, and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So here we see, again, when we looked at Deuteronomy 20, uh, 28, it says, If you diligently uh, follow the voice of the Lord, and you follow His commandments. So what is His commandments? Well, we learn what His commandments are in the New Testament. And His commandment is to love, to love God to love your neighbor as yourself. That was the new commandment. And we see here that by doing that, that length of days and years of life worth living, inward and outward. So it's talking about your outward life, but also that inner environment, that there'll be peace in your spirit. That, and we know now that this inner environment is so important. We know that your brain is connected to your immune system. And if you're having fearful, worry thoughts or your brain's not stopping, you're continually releasing things into your body that is suppressing your immune system, that is causing problems with the gut flora, uh, decreasing it. We know that stress decreases the good bacteria in the gut. And these bacteria are so important uh, to process in our food, but we know now that they're linked closely uh, to the lining of the gut. And they help us make neurotransmitters. They help us. 95% of your serotonin is made in your gut, not your brain. So it is important what we're thinking and if we're dealing with our feelings. Um, you see here it says that we should let mercy and kindness be in us, that we need to get rid of all hatred and selfishness. And it talks about truth, uh, that we want to shut out all falsehood and hypocrisy. And so this will bring life. 
and that we'll have good favor. And it talks about, going a little further, verse 5 says that we need to lean on and trust and be confident in the Lord with all our heart and all our mind, and that we do not rely on our own insight or understanding. So here we go again, the heart and the mind. We read that in Proverbs 17, 22, that a happy heart is good medicine, and a tearful mind works healing. So our mind, what are we thinking, what we're dwelling on, has the ability to work healing in our lives. And it says that we are, in verse 6, it says that we are to, to know him in all his ways, to recognize and acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will make our way straight and plain. Or he'll make our path straight. And he says, Do not be wise in your own eyes, but reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn to him entirely away from evil. And then it says this in verse 8, And it shall be health to your nerves and your sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. So we see here that by going into the secret place, going to worship, that is the key to where we will find health. It says that if you reverently fear and worship the Lord, then it will be health to your nerves and your sinews. That's your, that's your ligaments, that's your nerves, and the marrow moistening to your bones. And again, we know that the bones are where the immune system is. So it is in this secret place that you will find true divine health, that you can walk in health, but we have to listen to the Lord. What is He telling us? Is He telling us to stop the sugar? Is He telling us to do periods of fasting? You know, that's what we need to do. We need to go into that place, and in that place, we can get deal with unhealthy emotions. We can deal with fear, because fear is not of God, and I do believe fear uh, is the key, uh, one of the keys to um, getting sick and not being healthy. And we need to deal with fear. But so many of us have the wrong kind of fear. We fear going to the Lord. We fear going into a time of prayer. Or we're the opposite, and we think that grace covers us, that we can do whatever we want to, that grace just covers us, and that we can live a life however we want. But we know that this is not true. The body of Christ is dying we are full of diabetes. We are full of hypertension. We are full of disease. Why? Maybe it's because we've used grace as a way to do whatever we want to instead of abiding by the principles that the Lord has set out for us to live a healthy life. We've got to get rid of fear. Fear brings it torment. We've got to get rid of all this performance uh, based Christianity. We're working ourselves to death, even doing good things. We need to work on getting into a spiritual rest. It doesn't mean we're not busy, but getting into an internal rest. The Bible says in Hebrews that the only thing that we're to do is to strive to maintain rest. It is in rest and in peace that we're going to find the happiness, we're going to find the long life. But we do need to come before the Lord into the into that place of um, that private prayer. And I believe that we don't have that fear anymore. We don't have the willingness to obey the Lord. And it says in Psalms 110, 111.10, it says that the worship or fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I believe that's what we need is wisdom. So I'll leave you with that. I know that's a lot, 
but the key is to be born again. The key is if we want to have eternal life, if we want to have divine health, it is in the secret place. It is being born again of the Spirit. We who are in Christ are not born of the earth. We're not one with the earth. We're not one with nature. That was what happened, you know, in the beginning of time. You know, Jesus, it tells us in Colossians, that Jesus is what holds all things together. He is the energy that holds all things together. He is the energy that we want to tap into. It is the spirit that gives life. And it is that is where we're going to find life, is in the spirit. And getting rid of these unhealthy emotions, letting the Lord teach us about a healthy diet, getting back to a place of prayer and meditation on the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful. It, is, it will not, it will, it will do what it intended to do and it brings life. He says that the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. So go into the place of prayer. Ask Jesus who he is and let him give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, and that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light. It is in the secret place. We need to be afraid not to go to the secret place. Because when we don't go to the secret place, we're not hearing his voice. We're not learning who he is. We're not learning who we are in him. And it is his voice. When we listen to his voice, Deuteronomy 28, all of these blessings will be added to us. It is about obedience. We don't like to talk about that. We want to say that grace allows us to do whatever we want to, but it is in the place of obedience and partnership with the Lord that his ways are good, that he'll teach us his ways. And he doesn't teaches his ways to punish us his his ways are to protect us i'll leave you with this little picture um, yesterday i had my grandson and we were walking at a shopping center and he walked in the front and everything was good until he started to try to go out in the street and i was like no you can't go out in the street so i grabbed him up and i was holding him in and he pitched a fit he wanted, he wanted me to put him down. He was screaming all the way back to the, to the other side of the car. But I realized that that picture, you know, many of us sometimes feel like God has failed us or God has held us back or he's not letting us do things or that. But I realized that oftentimes the Lord is holding us, holding us back to protect us. Because if we go on this way, it's going to bring death. If I allowed him to go out into the parking lot by himself without any direction, he could have got run over or got hurt. So the Lord is so good. He's such a good, good father that his ways are good. His ways are right. And if you will go to him, he will show you the way, which is love to love yourself. If we truly love ourselves, then we're going to make better decisions about our body, that we're going to, we're going to want to have that peace and joy. We want to search for divine health. If we don't love, if we don't love ourselves, then we're just going to continue to make bad decisions. And many of us are dealing with depression, dealing with anger, dealing with unhealthy emotions, or no, I should I say not dealing with them. And it's bringing physical illness. 
It's time for us in the body of Christ to wake up and to go to the secret place, to go and allow the Lord to heal these emotions so that we can walk in divine health, that we can prosper, and that he can work through us to bring healing to a nation who is depressed and anxious, and that we can look like people who walk with the Lord, and that we can be fully blessed, and that we can walk in that abundance, and that people want to come to understand who we are, that they can see that the Spirit works, and we can hear things from the Lord. He can tell us the secret things, that He can give us visions and dreams, and we can know things. I don't have to go to a book. I can go to the Spirit, and that He will give me life. If you have time, go to the book of Daniel, and you'll see that Daniel walked in excellence, that Daniel uh, came to the uh, the guard, uh, the guard over his, uh, the guard that was ruling over him at that time, and he asked him if he could do a plant-based diet, and he did, and he was healthier than all the men that were there. Daniel lived a life of dedication to the Lord, dedicated to prayer, and through that he was given wisdom above all those around him. And he was actually elevated into a high place into the, uh, into the uh, kingdom at that time, the palace at that time. So I'll leave you with that today. Go to the secret place. Allow the Lord to touch your heart and to know that you are loved and that you are cherished and that you're not forgotten and that there's a God who wants a relationship with you, who longs for a relationship with you, who's calling you to relationship with him. Thank you for joining me today. I know this was long. And maybe I kind of rambled a little bit. Um, Next podcast, I'm going to talk about the things that you can do uh, to help your gut, to help the gut flora, uh, and to the kind of diet that you should do, and supplements that are also helpful. Again, thank you for joining me today. Have a blessed day.